The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. myself by the way by the way when i get myself tested for covid and it's negative i'm like oh what a waste of my time right <laughs> every time but where do you go so what do you do for testing do you have home test or are you going to a testing place uh both so the at-home test i felt like shit for yeah. using because mm-hmm. i was like that's for okay it's negative and i wasted it right yeah but where i live essex county new jersey is like top of the line amazing covid center we're like the mm-hmm. we're like the textbook of how to- covid should be handled throughout the country and i don't know why they're not doing it this way <laughs> but we have this like old kmart that shut down a couple of years ago and they've uh-huh. turned it into like the covid testing hub in our uh-huh. area and you can uh-huh. go there for your vaccines you can go there for your boosters you can go there for your tests you can go there for everything and it is just run like a well-oiled machine even their testing they don't do nose swabs anymore yeah you get the spit ones yeah and you do it all through your phone it's all qr codes oh wow it's fantastic i haven't been testing centers in my county because i haven't you know had the need to or because you're not a hypochondriac like me well yeah and also i'm like (laughs) If I have it, haven't had symptoms continuously, I like once in a while I'll get sniffles, mm-hmm. but then by the evening or the next day it's gone. So I'm like, okay, it wasn't like two consecutive days or whatever. So I'm not going to bother. My daughter does get tested. They do random testing in school. Yeah. And their school district has a ton of COVID now. One of her closest friend was told that she was exposed to somebody who had COVID, who got a mm. positive test. Mm-hmm. And my 
my daughter had spent the whole afternoon with her before she was told. Mm. So yesterday when she walked in, um, my husband was like herding her into the bathroom, go take a shower, do all of it because he's a hypochondriac. Yeah. He's like, okay, take everything down. She's like, if I am exposed, you probably were exposed too. You already have it. So what's the point? Yeah, great point, Maya. <laughs> also, like everybody in your house is vaccinated. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. your husband but needs to he would then like, he was being extra with her. Yeah. And just being like, oh, you know, she was like annoyed and complaining and the more she complained, the more he did. Like, you know, <laughs> put, like pillows between them and they were sitting down. <laughs> did all kinds of shenanigans. So she was doing that. But I don't know. She might have been exposed and she might have brought some home. So I might have it right now. But I am asymptomatic. So we'll see. I have a feeling at this point that everybody in my neighborhood has it because we are very high vaccination rate. We just asymptomatic. I right. think that's what the only reason I get really anxious about it is because Noah isn't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He's not five yet. So yeah. that's the only reason I get really, really right. worked up in my own mind over it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm worried about his health. Clearly, yeah. he is my child. I care yeah. about it. Last spring, he we ended up taking him to the hospital because he had like labored breathing. We think he may have gotten it at some point early yeah. in the year. So I am worried about that. But I'm also just dreading the fact that if he is positive, I have to keep him home and then deal with his shit for two weeks. Right. And that's then, really yeah. And then do, do you have to then let Aiden school know and keep Aiden home too? Because yes. he's in close contact. So it's both of them. I don't want to deal with any of that. Yeah. Okay, I had well we okay, just so you guys know, this is not a COVID episode. <laughs> We're talking about OC in Miami today, but real quick, I have to tell you, I had the weirdest fucking interaction with the class mom from Noah school uh-huh. today. All related to COVID. What does class mom mean? Because I never had I never Oh, interesting. Been. A class yeah. mom is basically the lady that organizes all of the class communications and like teachers' gifts oh, and okay. parties and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. you know, it's a label that like housewives it's housewives like, like to give themselves like to make themselves PTA. feel important it's yes future pta president getting her you know training wheels on in elementary school or whatever yes exactly yeah, okay. it's okay. it's a way for parents to feel like they are more in control of what's going on with their kids mm, anyway it. so this lady i was talking to her about how we are going to california in mm-hmm. a month and mm-hmm. i'm a little bit anxious now and i'm debating not taking my kids because mm-hmm. it's not like you need to test to fly domestic in the united mm-hmm. states which i think you should but if we go there and mm-hmm. everybody's fine but then let's say my flight back is on a monday that morning there's a fever or sniffles. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Do I have to then stay there for a week? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I manage that? And she said to me, oh, I would just don't put my kids on the plane. I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, I don't want to risk that because, you know, I don't want to get other people sick. And they were like, uh, she said, honestly, I'm just over it. Like, if I could just go outside without a mask on for my kids, like, I would. I'm just so over it. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, hopefully everybody gets vaccinated. Things are going to get better. And she said, I'm not even vaccinating my kids. And I was like, huh? And then in the same breath, she complained about how it's so difficult right now because her nanny is stuck in Colombia because she got COVID. And she goes, of course, she didn't think that through when she went. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is not a person that I should be communicating with. So the nanny should have thought better than to visit her family. Mm-hmm. But this woman is not going to think any better before she decides not to vaccinate her kid. Okay. Correct. I was like, okay, well, have a nice day. <laughs> 
people don't understand that even if you don't get sick by COVID, the fact that the COVID virus is going through your body and is multiplying and it's incubating and it's mutating. And that's how we got Omicron. So she is vaccinated. Oh. Her spouse is vaccinated, but she's not vaccinating her children. She says she's quote, she said, quote, unquote, she's not there yet. But at the same time, she's like, I'm just so over it. I'm done with all of this. Well, bitch, you're not going to be done with it if you don't get vaccinated and you don't vaccinate your kids. The virus doesn't know that you are done with it. Hashtag (laughs) done with it. The virus doesn't get your tweets. It doesn't know that you are hashtag done with it. And of course, that means that it needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dumbass. What a dumbass. I know. Well, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Speaking uh, of dumbasses, oh let's talk God. about these housewives. <laughs> okay, so Real Housewives mm. of OC. Yeah. Um, I had to bring this up right from jump. Heather Dubrow mm. and daughter Max go to get their aura read. Arthi, what are your thoughts about this appropriation? I knew you were going to bring it up, and you were going to say, Arthi, would you get your aura read? <laughs> no, it's not even about what do you – I don't know about getting your aura read, but what mm. do you think about this appropriation with the chakras and all that? <laughs> That oh that bothers me so much. And then the <laughs> the uh, the they write the Hindu Devanagari and Sanskrit script on top for the different chakras, and that even that is written wrong. It's like tattoos, <laughs> and it's written wrong. And it says it, like it says like bindi tinde sabzi. <laughs> It's like, uh, do you even know what it says there? It's it's so weird and so stupid, and I'm like, oh my god! And I, it goes all the way back to the first time yoga was ever introduced to the Western world, and then they took it on. And then for some reason, it's white women with tights that seem to like like it the most. They get <laughs> gravitate towards it the most. The more Christian they are, the more more they gravitate towards, uh, you know, these kinds of stuff that are not necessarily based on the actual, if you go and read the actual background of it and what it means and all of that, it doesn't even, it doesn't even come close to it. It's just a money-making scheme. And I don't know, it's like goat yoga, you know, (laughs) things like that. I see all of that and it just, it, uh, it boils my blood. I get irritated so much. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, everything everything about it bothers me. I get irritated about so many things, like even like designs and prints that are originated in India, but they, you know, the Madras print, right? Yeah, and, uh, Paisleys. All, Paisleys and yeah. Paisleys. The Paisleys and how people have built complete industry out of it. Yeah, and I get so annoyed. I'm like, that's it's all our print, and you're just taking it over and mm-hmm. running it and selling it. And then I think to myself, what am I doing? I should be doing yeah. this. I should be making money off of these idiots here, <laughs> who seem to be making a ton of money. Like Vera Bradley, all of her prints are like Indian prints, and the cotton yeah. is Indian cotton, and she gets it done in India, and then she sells it here, and it's like thousands of dollars to get stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I... And I'm like, oh, what is this? Why am I not making this money? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, right? Because it's like, I can sit here and complain about appropriation, but like, what am I doing to reappropriate my appropriation? You know, like, 
it's like getting your chakras red and doing goat yoga. It's just like, you know, Starbucks selling chai tea. It's right. it's frustrating. But at the yeah. same time, am I then opening up a chai stand? No. Yeah. Why am I'm I not, not opening up an authentic chai shop? Although that is a dream of mine. Like if I was you to win the lottery. And samosa and dosa and coffee? Yeah, it would be a chai truck. I would make a chai food truck and mm. all you would have, it would be called chai shai. And yeah. it would just be... Because Jai Shai, when you go to somebody's house and you say, I don't want to eat, I just will have Jai Shai, that means that you're not just going to have tea, but you're also going to have like snacks. It's like our version of like a charcuterie board, right? (laughs) You get like all the little knickknacks, little snacks, little little something, 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 which by the way, the calories add up to like three meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all yeah. fried. Yeah. I want to open up a food truck that is, sells Jai Shai. So mm-hmm. chai plus other things. Yeah. That is – if I won the lottery tomorrow, yeah, I would continue this podcast because I'm okay. a dedicated person. <laughs> but I would open up a chai track. Okay. And when, when I tell my parents this, like when I tell my mom this, she was like, so you're telling me that you – if you were – if you had a lot of money, you would go back to doing like the most stressful – I know, the menial – The menial labor. Menial kind of labor. That like people do in the streets in Pakistan? Yeah, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> What's the problem? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As a microbiologist who Mm -hmm. is also Indian and has a deep understanding of your own culture, Mm -hmm. do you think that one can photograph one's aura? (laughs) I do think that there is heat. You can do a heat map around your body because you do emit heat and actually electromagnetic um, um, signals as well because you are also a magnet, right? So Mm -hmm. you do have liquids floating inside you and electrical currents inside you. So scientifically speaking, yes, you can, but do I think that the camera that's on a little laptop that is going to be able to (laughs) capture the minute differences and then that that actually translates to something deeper in your psyche? I don't know. The woman is so good. Like you have a very nurturing, motherly influence. She says that to Heather, who's the mother, with her daughter there. Yeah, it's like it's like you know palm readers on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. It's like you're just telling me generic information. <laughs> no, I know. And meanwhile, Max is like, "Oh, there's another girl that I want to be friends with." Yeah, Max is like, "I'm here to pick up that girl. She's yeah. cute." And now She's I just cute. exchanged my phone number with her. Yeah. Done. Like, so do kids not exchange phone numbers anymore? They do. They exchange only Snapchat ID. Like what was what was that? I don't know. Why are you asking it. me? Like I know. <laughs> I thought you would know. You're closer to that demographic than I am. Closer to that demographic? No, I'm closer to your demographic. <laughs> I could be Max's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I would know. <laughs> I would never know. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, they so they exchange. Snapchat ID, not really their phone numbers or anything. Is Snapchat even a thing yet? I didn't know. Arthi, uh-huh. now you're dating yourself. <laughs> I was on Snapchat until Instagram made it possible to post stories and then I deleted Snapchat. I know. That's why I'm like, why are kids still using Snapchat? That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. know. Kids listening, if any kids are listening, please I write us in. <laughs> I don't know. That whole thing was like, okay, I don't know anything about teenagers anymore. <laughs> 
Wait, I this is a an episode that's all over the place. We mm-hmm. don't ever really read our reviews or anything, which mm-hmm. by the way, if you leave them for us, it's not that we don't ever read them. We just don't read them on the podcast. But I have to say, somebody recently left a review mm-hmm. and they said that their husband listens to the podcast with them. What? Isn't Your that amazing? Husband? My husband yeah, doesn't even listen. My husband doesn't know either. He doesn't know, <laughs> even know the name of our podcast. And he told somebody the other day, he's like, she has a really good podcast, Corey. And I was like, I do? And do you know the name of it? And he just went <laughs> blink, blink, blink. He had no idea what the name was. Back to this episode. Noella and Gina meet up and Noella tells Gina that she found James in Mykonos. And this is one of my favorite Bravo tropes is when they're like, hey, guys, just a reminder, don't get so worked up about these people on TV because we also think that they're dumbasses. (laughs) And they pull up like it's not even that they showed a map that was like a detail. They showed yeah. up the most elementary age map I know. Ever. It was, it, somebody said, like my daughter said, Google Images and said, map of the world. And then, <laughs> and you know, to pick, you know how kids pick the most colorful maps? Like it was like all primary <laughs> colors. And you picked the primary color map that was like, oh. It <laughs> was amazing. It was, and then even like the line that they drew from like mm. Orange County to Mykonos, it was just like, what clip art is this? <laughs> it was like MS Paint. Yeah. It wasn't even it like was a curved Gina, line. It was, it was to make sure that Gina understood. <laughs> this is the kind of, this is the kind of, you know, stuff that Gina would appreciate. Yeah. 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 Noella says that she's really upset because she's just shocked that James is not the man that she thought he was, which is hilarious. She didn't think that James, the man that was having an affair with her while he was married, was capable of living yeah. a duplicit life. I am yeah, shocked. Yeah, it's, I am always surprised when women say that, like, Lala. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. how? 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 How can you even make that statement? Yeah. Heather, Jen, and Emily go to Asana and get their nails done. And Emily eats a turkey sandwich. Yeah. Would yeah. you uh, eat a turkey sandwich in the middle of Asana? Yeah. If I was hungry enough. No. It would stink. It would stink. It's heat. It's heat. Now you're <laughs> cooking the turkey in the, sa- in the sauna along with you. You're, I don't like, even... you're cooking yourself with the turkey. Okay, first of all, I don't even think it was fully on because the door was open and they were filming. Like, they wouldn't have cameras in there in 150 degree heat. The cameras would have been cameraman or woman was standing inside the sauna with the camera? No, the door was open because Emily stepped out and she got her purse sandwich, which (laughs) Emily carries a hoagie in her bag all the time. Because earlier, remember a couple episodes ago, she was like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. And and Shane was like, except for the footlong sub I got you. <laughs> I just like appreciate that Emily is like, yeah, I just want you guys to know I lost out of weight, but I'm still eating a lot of bread. <laughs> and you should eat bread too. Yeah. I do think it would stink No, though. I understand eating. I actually appreciate the concept of a purse sandwich. I yes, do. I, do. I, do. I do. What I I was against was cooking yourself in a sauna along with your turkey sandwich. I thought that was a li- that was a step too far. Where you're cooking yourself with your food. That's yeah. You're right. You're right. And also like a cold cut sandwich. I want it to remain cold. It can't be this like weird middle of the ground temperature of like. Wouldn't is it, it be cold? soggy though? 
I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm just. It wouldn't get soggy. Maybe. No. Okay. I, again, I don't think it was actually on. I think that was all just pretend. Yeah. Um, we also find out that Jen dated a billionaire and then that billionaire sh- sued her. Yeah. So this was the rumor that um, I had heard about already was that that so the billionaire had, was the one who had put her through medical school. Okay. And then they broke up. He asked to be paid back and said that was not a gift. And she oh. thought that it was a gift. So okay. that's what Emily brings up later in the thing that I went to school. I paid for my own school. Remember Emily says that? Yes. And that's where that's coming from. Jen makes it sound like he was asking back for gifts like purses and handbags and shoes and stuff. Like, no, it wasn't that kind of a gift. He was saying that like he paid for her schooling. Oh, okay. But I think that there was like a disconnect there. Because mm-hmm. if, if I didn't know that in the blogs, like you explained that to me. Yeah. I didn't know that because watching it, I was like, huh? Because Emily just, okay, one thing OC is going to have is have drunk ladies at a family event. Right. And it's one of my favorite things about OC. Like, Mm -hmm. I was watching Emily get hammered and just screaming into Jen's face about gold digging and student loans. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is only something you would see in OC Maybe in New York. Yeah. And it's very entertaining. Yeah. Also in the presence of kids. That adds another factor. <laughs> yeah. 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 In the presence of children. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Heather invites all these ladies to Cabo. You know what I learned about Heather this episode is that one of Heather's storylines has to be inviting her friends to a construction site. <laughs> Because she's like, we're building a house in Cabo. I'd love for you guys to see it. Yeah, I think she is. She built this small house, as Ben and Ronnie call it. She built this huge mansion. And yeah. now she's itching. She wants to do more. She wants to spend more. She wants to yeah. keep building. It's like that is her occupation now is to build these humongous homes. Yeah. And now she wants to build in Cabo. And now that's going to be her next thing is that, oh, I'm building this house in Cabo where everybody's invited and I'm going to show you all my plans and how I'm going to build and the best marble and the best glass and the best of everything is going to come here. I'm getting a little bit tired of it. I know a lot. A lot of people are already over Heather and her house and her money. I am getting there because Heather, come on, there has to be more. Come on. Oh, I'm never gonna be over her house. <laughs> you and are her like money. Gina. You're like, no, give me more. Yeah, because I'm poor Take as me shit. To Kabul. Yeah, I'm. I'm super poor, and I love HGTV. I love mm. Million Dollar Listing. I love selling Sunset, and I love a rich person building a house. I don't mind the house building part. It's Heather flaunting her money. That part, oh. I'm like, okay, enough. I like it because she thinks that she's doing something and she's not. And that to True. me is very funny. True. That part is funny when she yeah. yeah goes on a rant of that sort. Shannon visits her family in Nashville. And we learned that everybody in Shannon's family was divorced. And now mm-hmm. her daughter, Sophie, wants to get married. But sometimes Sophie feels like maybe she's not worthy of a healthy Aww, relationship. Sophie. So no. one thing I have to say is uh, Shannon... People get divorced. It's not a big deal. I don't think there's anything interesting here about the fact that we're still dragging through this like Mm -hmm. Shannon, you got divorced storyline. Even her mom is like, yeah, I got divorced too. Big what? Right. But I do think that it is 
worth talking about the fact that Sophie feels like she's not worthy of a healthy relationship because that is how these cycles, these patterns form when women assume that there's something in their genetics or there's something in their family that Mm -hmm. makes it impossible for them to be loved because they've only seen examples of women not finding anybody to appreciate them for who they are. And Shannon doesn't talk about it and we don't know what kind of relationship the girls have with David or mm-hmm. his new wife mm-hmm. and her now they have a kid don't they so or they're going oh, yeah. to have one or it's been the longest gestation ever but you know all of that i don't know how that affects the girls because they're not talking about david so we don't know if what shannon is saying is necessarily true or not i think it might be true from what sophie is saying that they are traumatized and yes. they don't have a good relationship with their father. Yeah. And that's why this topic is so alive in their house. That's possible. That they're not, they're not able to move on because there is still interactions with the dad and that those interactions cause issues for the girls. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Noella visits Heather and Heather is filming an infomercial with Terry standing in the back looking like a, like statue. a statue. He's like, it's like just standing there smiling, not saying anything. No Wait. expression whatsoever. <laughs> He's standing there. He looks ridiculous. He's like standing there. And then Noella comes in and starts waving and talking. And, you know, she's getting all worked up. And Heather is shushing her on camera while she's talking. She's shushing and telling her to stay back. I'm like, how? Wait, is this not live? Then why is Terry standing there like a statue? It was very confusing. It was very confusing, very odd. Oh my Noella God. Is... And she's talking about how hair loss and how it's such a big deal for women and not such a big deal for men. And they cut to Terry and Terry is like, has this, hor- he has this <laughs> silly smile splattered on his face and he's just staring straight ahead at the camera. <laughs> it's amazing. You know what? I would like to see more of Heather and Terry's infomercials being filmed. Like, yeah. not the infomercials, but what goes into the infomercials yeah. being filmed. Because I think that is that can be hilarious. Remember last week you mentioned how Terry is plugged into Heather the Matrix? Mm-hmm. It was very evident that very. at that moment. Oh, by was- the way, speaking of COVID, he's selling like, you know how I browse shopping networks for, you know, yes. as, in the background when I'm working? That's like the most calming thing I can have in my background. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. And Terry was on selling highly priced COVID tests, like $119 or something for two or three tests. And um, he was like pushing it. Kept asking him, doctor, doctor, Terry. And I'm like, no, he's he's a plastic surgeon. He's not a microbiologist. He's not. No. He just sourced this from somebody. And he's no. selling it with his brand name on. He didn't come up with it. I hope Stop nobody it. buys that. That's oh, insane. No, they were like, they were flying off the back. It's all going into the Cabo house, people. (laughs) Noella is not impressed by Terry or Heather. And she feels shrine. Did you see the cut to, Uh and one of our listeners sent us a screenshot of it too? Yeah. Did you see they cut to this like piece of whatever Mm -hmm. thing that she has on her board and it's her MILF card? And it's just like filled with like filler language. Yeah, Yeah, Ipsum, whatever, whatever. Like it's what you get. Like, but it also says MILF, and underneath it says Mother. I'd like to friend. (laughs) (laughs) She said it's all the filler words, Ipsum, Mopsum, whatever. That's it. Just cracked me up because I was like, why would you put that on? And why isn't it filled? Like, what? (laughs) What is this? 
what is this? Yeah. She has black walls and then she has all her vision board of everything yes. she has achieved and everything she's going to do. And it's all around her. And I keep thinking like, if do her kids do that too? Has she passed it on to them? Is that how the whole family does stuff? First of all, it's obviously not a real vision board. It's yeah. like Heather Dubrow is like, what does a productive room look like? Like what mm-hmm. does it, – it looks like a set piece. That's what it looks it like. It is it looks for, her, like, for her podcast, yes. For the yeah. background for her podcast. It's, yeah. it's not an actual it, – it's not like she uses those boards for actual work. No. It's just a set piece. That's all it is. Well, I don't think Heather Dubrow does her work anyway. It's some as- assistant somewhere in the back room doing it anyway. Oh, you're right. Yeah. She's yeah, not obviously. doing any of the work. No. She's just getting paid to like show her face and use her voice. Right. Heather asked Noella about why she's calling her a phony bitch or a fake bitch. Mm-hmm. And Noella says that it was just misplaced aggression and she's actually just mad at James. And Heather yeah. says, you know, I know you were going through something. So I thought, let me just let this go. And Lo- Noella says, like That's a class, a class act, act would. would. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody on the internet, and yeah. I really need to stop doing this, but like yeah. people are like, yeah, Noella dragged Heather Dubrow. She didn't kiss her ass. And even the whole episode, the rest of the episode, they're like, Noella is like, I didn't kiss Heather's ass. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, you did bring up this thing about how you think that Heather slammed people against walls. And it was basically. But it was only after she had already kissed her ass. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you kissed her ass. Then Heather said, I let that go. But I also heard from Gina that you said I shouldn't be trusted. And then Noella says, well, my friend Nicole was really upset. And then she had one conversation with you and suddenly she dropped it. So what's going on? I think that that's really scary and weird. I feel like Noella, because she's married to a lawyer who probably did a lot of shady shit like that mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. is like, oh, this is what rich people do. They get people to shut up, which, by the way, 100% Heather probably did say did, something did to that. Nicole yeah, to yeah. get her to shut up. But Noella but then- why is Noella scared of that? Like, yeah, what and, does it have to do with – and like Heather said, what does it have to do with Noella? Yeah, and Heather doesn't even dispute that. Heather doesn't yeah. even say, I did not – did you notice that? She doesn't <laughs> yeah. dispute that. She's like, but yeah, but I don't understand what does this have to do with you. Yeah, and because Noella is trying to like throw this dart at Heather mm-hmm. and Heather doesn't get perplexed and Heather's like, mm-hmm. wait, but explain to me what this has to do with you. That's when Noella's like, oh, well, I heard you were slamming people against walls. And even when they cut to the day of the party, asking Mm -hmm. a producer what's going on there's no Mm -hmm. proof of any of that so noella is full of shit but she's trying to act like oh i'm puffing my chest and i'm speaking up to heather and it's like you're really not and they have a very normal conversation and agree to be cordial yeah and it's just funny that the entire world including nicole is reading this as like i did something like you didn't do anything. Yeah. No. And then she very happily attends Max's book party and is like coming bearing gifts. And she's like, yeah. she says later, I'm so blessed to be here. Yeah. So what do you mean you, what? Yeah. Huh? No, I don't know about, I don't know why everybody is now team Noella. I think it's more about being team anti-Heather. Yes. That they are team Noella. I think Noella is just another Kelly Dodd. She may not have the racist bone in her, but she is very much a Kelly Dodd, pot stirring, and completely bonkers person. And yeah. she's she's unstable. I feel like she's unstable. Yeah, because even later at the party, we find out that she and Jen made up, and the way they made up is that she said everything she said about Jen was bullshit. Yeah. 
She, she keeps saying like, oh, I've been going through a lot of stress, so I've just been saying stuff. Yeah. I think okay. Noella f- came into the show f- knowing fully well that she and James were going to get divorced. I feel like she knew and she was very happy that that storyline was all ready for her. So I actually think that Noella came into the show not knowing that she and James were going to get divorced. She thought that her being like rich and, you know, kind of interesting because she's she's mixed. She's a black. Mm. She's actually the first black OC housewife. Is she? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a lot of people on the internet that are saying that she is somewhat black vision, but I don't think that – I think when you're mixed, you get to pick what you want yeah. to show, how you want to present yourself, and I don't think that that is black vision. But mm. I do think that there is something very inauthentic about her, and I think she came into the show thinking that being really rich and having a sub-zero garage and a, a sex dungeon closet would mm-hmm. be enough. Mm-hmm. But once she realized that she was going to be cut off financially from this guy, I think she like up the messiness and suddenly started getting into the mix and trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, be I, a disaster. Yeah. She, she's very disingenuous. And yes. I do not. I think she's very unstable. Yeah. Agreed. Dr. Jen mm. is. Now that's one is a sleeper. She reminds me of Teddy. She did. Yes. Very boring. Yeah. yeah. Like, your husband changing his name and not wearing a shirt. Like, this is not a personality trait or a storyline. Also, uh, why do you keep putting your husband down every chance Mm -hmm. you get? I mean, you keep saying, look, he's wearing a shirt. He's wearing a shirt. He's wearing a shirt. Every time he wears a shirt, it's a big deal that he's wearing a shirt and she makes it a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then she, when he says, I want to be called Ryan instead of Ryan, just go with it or don't go with but you know start saying i don't know that's what he wants to do and then calling him a calling him a babysitter and then in another scene she calls him like the baby right yeah it's like he's he's juvenile he's infantile and then it's just the way she talks about her husband is very off-putting very off-putting it's yeah. very strange and i don't like it we also find out that noella and nicole broke up and it's funny because nicole enters the party and noella reacts to mm-hmm. her and her dumb phone purse yeah and nicole then snubs noella and then Noella's like oh i guess i don't get a hug yeah so I feel like later on they're going to turn this into like Noella said, oh, well, you know, when I needed my friend, she's just not good enough and she's not the friend that I need and she's not a warm person and all that. It's like, yeah, you're saying that now because she dropped you, which I don't think Nicole and Noella were ever friends. Yeah, I I don't think they were. They were like, uh, yeah, they were for the show. They were Mm -hmm. trying to do that. And I think they just didn't get along. And I think that one drunken luncheon with Nicole, like I said, when I see that happening, regardless of what's happening, if somebody gets that drunk and unstable, then they make me very nervous. So maybe yes. I think no, Nicole doesn't know how to handle that. And she's like, no, I don't want to be friends with you. You're too messy yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. And it's her prerogative to say that. I mean, if she yeah. doesn't want to be messy. Yeah. I don't think Nicole is the brightest bulb in the drawer. But I mean, she doesn't want to be friends with somebody who's messy and too needy. And newly and- poor. And too needy and too poor for her. Yes. Whatever her reason, she doesn't want to be friends, that's fine. Exactly. And then later on, Emily gets hammered and starts an argument about student loans and gold digging with Dr. Jen. And it's just so funny. Emily screaming for Gina, like, Gina, Gina, Gina. I was surprised at how well Shane took that. I thought he might get too embarrassed by Emily, but he didn't. He seems to be fine with it. Guys, I've said it before. Yeah. I got a soft spot for Shane. 
Okay. Reminds me of my own husband. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay. And Gina tries to get her home. Gina recognizes this is Emily turning up. Yeah. She's like, okay, time to go home. Time. That's a good friend. But the Emily brings up the with Dr. Jen because of what she's heard about her student loans. But I also don't think that's Emily's business. Why is Emily bringing that up? I didn't understand that. Something about J- Dr. Jen bothers Emily. Yes. And I don't quite know what. Yes. And also, it's not her business in the same way that Drew, she got mad at Dr. Jen for saying that Noella's w- marriage wasn't a real marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, Emily, you're kind of projecting the same thing on this person. Right, like you're right. you're doing what to this person what you thought they were doing to Noella, which, yeah. you know, psychology yeah. that happens. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the relationship between Emily and Jen is going to be. I want to see it go because they were also laughing about it. So I wasn't mm-hmm. Quite sure. Yeah. What was I happening? Tell. I cannot yeah. tell. So the MVP of this episode was Max. You yeah. Know, the only person that I liked in the whole episode was Max. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good job. That was Max. It. You wrote a book. You wrote awesome. a book. You got that girl Snapchat. Yeah. You've survived having Heather Dubrow as a parent. Hashtag winning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. On Real Houses of Miami. Mm. Uh, this was an interesting one. This was an interesting one. So Nicole is married to this guy. Is Nicole not married? Is Nicole's partner just like insanely rich? He has his own PJ. Yes, I think he is. And she just got engaged like yesterday. Oh, yeah. They yeah. announced it. But um, yeah, I think so. I think he's super, super rich. Nicole and her man take Martina and Julia on I their PJ to nowhere. Like there was no, There was no yeah. segue to it. Just... All of a sudden, Nicole is taking Martina and, <laughs> and Julia on the PJ. Yeah. I was like, are you pre-existing? And then they just cut to the confessional. And Nicole's like, I've been getting really close with Julia over the last few months. I'm like, didn't you just meet her at Larsa's party? Yeah. yeah. It felt like maybe this was recorded sometime later. Like mm-hmm. when maybe there was a scene when Martina brings her painting over to her Nicole and her husband to get to yeah. know each other. Maybe there was like stuff missing before they got to know each other. The best part of this, and I'm like, Miami, please give me more of this, was they're yeah. talking about kids going away and they cut to this like flashback scene or like this other scene we've never seen before of yeah. Julia crying about her daughter going away from school. She's crying into like collard greens or something. Collard greens or lettuce. By a refrigerator. Yeah. I I want more. I want more of that. Give me that whole scene. That is like a that is like a wacky like LVP going to get her driver's permit type of a scene. That's like Tom Schwartz wiping his tears on a dog. Yes. That that, no Tom Sandoval (laughs) wiping his tears on a dog. That's what I want. I want more vegetables being used in inappropriate ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, let's be specific. Appro- inappropriate being like wiping tears, not any other types of inappropriate vegetable use. Okay. <laughs> Marisol and Alexia meet up at Marisol's house and mm. they talk about what's going on with Todd and Alexia and all that. And I just mm. have to say, I understand why Marisol and Alexia are best friends is because they both live in ignorance. Mm. They both pretend like nothing is going on in their lives. Yeah. Marisol asking Alexis, so what happened? Marisol, you know very well what happened. You yeah. know this was it probably did not end well. But then Marisol is so shocked and surprised. And then Alexia saying it was a horrible situation and they just went at each other or 
they yelled at each other and we're also looking shocked. I'm like, haven't you had the same conversation multiple times with Alexia? Yeah. This feels like an old conversation that's being played over and over again. Yeah. I think this- Alexia and Marisol have that same exact conversation about different things at all times. <laughs> yeah. It. I also think that Alexia constantly talking about like, oh, why do these things happen to me mm-hmm. is annoying because here's the thing. Her son getting into that car accident and being in this situation is truly the most shocking, upsetting mm-hmm. thing. And it is it is incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievably sad that this is the hand that her son has been dealt. Mm-hmm. But in terms of everything else that's going on in Alexia's life, the situation between Todd and Peter, her ex-husband, all of mm-hmm. that, those are not things that just happen in almost a vacuum. You know, it's kind of like the same the same thing we say about like Lala and Rand or mm-hmm. Noella and her husband. When you see red flags and you actively ignore them, mm-hmm. you cannot cry later about how I can't believe I didn't see the red flags right. while also recognizing what the red flags were. You know very vividly what those red flags are, mm-hmm. but you chose to ignore them. And while I agree in terms in different situations, obviously, I'm not like trying to like victim shame or anything in abusive marriages in different situations that does happen. But Alexia is somebody who actively goes into volatile situations and then puts her hands up and says, oh, no, why is this happening? Along those same lines is that with what's happening between Todd and Peter, it's not something unique to Alexia. That kind of situation happens in everybody's life. Yes. The situation with Frankie is unique. But yes. Um, The situation with Todd and, uh, you know, and Peter is it probably happens in every home at some point, that kind of disagreement between a father figure and a son or how parenting should be done or whatever it it, it's a commonplace thing. It's not something unique that only Alexia is going through. The other thing about Alexia is that she compartmentalizes a lot of things and then she brings it up at odd times Mm -hmm. and she conflates one situation as being dependent on another. Yes. It doesn't have to be. That's a really, really good assessment. Because even later when she's like, when Gertie has to tell her, hey, by the way, the venue that you really want is likely Mm -hmm. not going to be able to put together the production that you're looking to have. Yeah. She has an absolute meltdown and she's like, why do all these bad things happen to me? I'm like, maybe because you didn't take enough time to plan the wedding. Why are you trying to rush the wedding now? You could plan it it further out. You spent all this time not picking a venue, even though Gertie told you you need to pick a venue. And mm-hmm. now you're upset that the venue that you finally found is not going to be able to accommodate the shit that you want to do. Let's not put that in the same bucket as your fiance and your son don't get along. And then you have yeah. one son who is disabled suddenly at the age of 15. Like, yeah. let's not bundle all that together. You cannot say, why do these things happen to me? What do you a lot of people get their venues declined. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And something about that may just made me be like, oh, you are an unrelatable, absolute crazy person. And I don't like I you. I think she's unreliable. I think she's unreliable to make her own decisions and planning. She, I think she needs some help even deciding. She, If somebody took it over and said, just show up on this day at this place, we'll let yeah. you know where to show up, she would do it. 
Yeah. But she's not the person to do it. And, you know, tragedy comes in all shapes and forms and everybody has experienced it. Gertie's tragedy with Haiti and the earthquake that somebody mentioned that, you know, I had mentioned in the last episode that Gertie would have been a great um, European housewife. And they were like, no, there are so many Haitian Americans here and they need to be represented. And I'm totally with that. That's not what I was referring to. Mm -hmm. Um, And her tragedy is obviously super tragic and horrible and can be traumatizing and we want to hear that as well it's not that it was it was a petty drama that that she was engaging in was the kind of drama that would have blown up huge in international housewives and that's the kind of drama they would go after and that was the kind of drama I enjoyed in Auckland and in Melbourne and that's why I brought it up and not not necessarily because Haitian Americans should not be represented here they should be and I'm glad Gertie is on I, I do like Gertie a lot yeah but I wanted to make sure that I was clear about what I was trying to say there yeah I, I got that. I think mm. that Gertie is actually a great addition to this because without her, I know that they're Latina, but there's like a lot of like basic white lady energy mm-hmm. happening here, yes. right? Like, true. true. It's just, it's a, it's a lot of like tropes. You know, it's the yeah. same stuff we said about like how they're using Julia, which they really use the shit out of her here. Mm-hmm. Lisa throws a slumber party and they go to a cabaret show and the entire party and the entire evening is based around like, haha, lol, all the girls want to Julia it's like I don't want to see that I don't first of all the Adriana Julia thing again is so fake Mm -hmm. Julia's like oh we're soulmates I'm sorry would you say that in front of your wife I don't know does Julia not understand what that means how can she say (laughs) that and then at the same time say that I would never leave I would never do anything to disrespect Martina and she's the one for me like but you just call adriana your soulmate and do you not understand what you just said i don't quite get it and adriana keeps saying oh julia is just a flirt that's who she is that's who she is well there's flirting and then there's flirting i i I don't get it i don't get it unless they have an open relationship and she's allowed to do this which i think it would help to let us know so we don't no i don't don't get offended on Martina's behalf. <laughs> yeah, because we love Martina. Justice yeah. for Martina. I don't know what Julia is doing. It almost seems like Julia was like told by Adriana, listen, in order to be on the show, you have to use the storyline and this is what we're going to go with and you have to play along. And that's what it feels like to me. It feels very put on. All of it is very put on. Yeah. And even like the cabaret show, Lisa saying that Julia is her fetish. It was yeah. weird. But what yeah. was weirder was Adriana saying, you don't get to call my person, my person. Yeah. your fetish. What do you mean your person? What does that mean? What's going on? Are you fighting like, you know how straight women have their gays? Is this straight women having their lesbians? That this is my lesbian? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel offended on behalf of queer people. And I'm not even that queer. I'm a little bit queer. But like what was really, really funny to me, which again, like give us more Julia not attached to uh, this weird like lesbian fetish sexy storyline. Yeah, story I want to see Julia and her kids. I want to see Julia and Martina. I want to see her in real life, being real versus this flirty kind. This is where Julia is super real. They're playing truth or dare. Julia picks dare, but she mm-hmm. can't read the card without her readers. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I want. <laughs> that's who you are. You are not this like <laughs> uber sexual, let me feed you nuts with my mouth lady. You yeah. are like, guys, I'm going to play along, but listen, I am an old person. <laughs> And I can't read this, so I'm going to need somebody to read this for me. That's yeah. what I want. 
Yeah, I think Julia uh, turns on turns on this flirty uh, persona of hers where she has she brightens her eyes, they go real big, she flaps her eyelashes and she tries to be flirty and smile and look deep into the other person's eyes. She does this thing, flirts with the camera and everything, right? She does that. That yeah. may be her nature, but at the same time the things that she says about being Adriana being a soulmate and Adriana getting upset about Julia and uh, Lisa's friendship and all of that feels very fake and annoying. Yeah. It's, it's annoying to me. It's very put on and it feels more and more like every episode they're using Julia like a prop and mm. that feels inappropriate and strange to me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Julia is allowing herself to be used as a prop too, but it's still annoying. I think Julia might be allowing herself to be used as a prop, but I think she's doing it in order to stay on the show or to get mm-hmm. on the show, I don't yeah. think, I hope that if she continues on, that mm-hmm. she realizes that she doesn't need to be used as a prop. What's interesting yeah. about her is that she's a lady who's crying into collard greens at a grocery yeah, store that's, yes, and has, you know, declining reading vision. Yeah. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you And you milk a goat every morning for coffee. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what yeah. I want to see. Mm. You kooky lady. Yeah. Lisa is trying to be the new Heather DeBrow by, you know, dropping how much money she's spending on everything. Yes. Uh, Which Lisa. is fine. Oh, okay. Everybody needs that. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Spend that money. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole meets with her dad, and this guy mm. is just Latino Joe Judice through and through. Oh my God. And he He's... wants to create more kids. Like, it was fucking weird. It was like, no, this was Aviva's Dresher's dad. <gasps> it was right. Aviva's dad. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was disgusting. It was so inappropriate. Except because... Aviva kept giggling at her dad and his disgusting behavior, but here Nicole is like completely shocked and she's like embarrassed. Yeah, I didn't like it. I felt bad for Nicole because he says, unfortunately, she's like, oh, did you enjoy spending time with your grandson? And then he's like, yeah, it's just too bad you only have one kid. I've got four and I might keep making more and more. And I was like, four that you know of. Yeah. I felt bad for Nicole because it it read to me like Nicole is being told by production, if you're going to talk about your dad's storyline and him going to jail and all that, I think it would really help if you got him on camera. Yeah. And I don't want them to do that to her because she seems like a sweet girl. Your husband having a PJ, you being a doctor, you being a mom and being in an, you know, an atypical relationship. You're not married to this, not your husband, I guess, your partner. You're not married to this guy. I think that is interesting enough. Your backstory is interesting enough. Please do not bring your toxic parent relationship on camera. That, that's, that was, give me the creeps. Give me the creeps. Yeah, it was really, really. We don't bad. need creepy dad, please. Enough we don't need that. creepy dad. Yeah, no. Larsa was barely. Yeah. When you meet with your dad next time, Nicole, wear pants. Don't don't just show up in a shirt. <laughs> just show up in the shortest of shirt short shirt dresses, and I'm like, he's creepy. Wear pants. I don't trust your dad. He doesn't see <laughs> oh, you no. as a child. He oh, doesn't no. see. I don't think he sees her as a child. He doesn't have a relationship with her. I don't think he sees her as a. You know, how a dad would see a child. I just don't. He's creepy. Mm. He's creepy. Larsa was barely on this episode, but she's now planning a trip to take these ladies to the Hamptons. Yeah. Okay. Larsa Marie and her jewelry line. Is that a thing on Bravo for like corny ladies to have the middle name Marie? Because I keep thinking Sheena Marie. Sheena Marie. (laughs) By the way, are you watching VPR? I watched the last one where, um, did you watch? 
No, but I read a lot online about it, oh, so I think I might it catch disgusting. up. It was disgusting with um, Brock. Is it time to she... boomerang him back? Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is time to boomerang him back. And poor Sheena. Remember when Sheena started going out with this guy and she was posting throughout the pandemic at the early year, days of the pandemic, she posted pictures with him and we were like, finally, Sheena, do you. He's cute. And she found somebody and she got pregnant. Oh, good for you, Sheena. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we find out he's another douchebag. It's just, oh, poor Sheena. Why? Oh. Why, Sheena? Don't do that. Why do okay, you have Okay, maybe it is time for me to catch up. Yeah. I All think right. you should. If you catch up, I'll, we can do a quick review of it. And, okay. You know, James, James is equally annoying. So. Oh, speaking of James, I did see a clip from Watch What Happens of James and Lala being on as virtual guests. Yeah. And somebody asked them, do you think there's a chance for you guys to date? You guys mm. have to go and find this clip. I tweeted it on our uh, Twitter. Mm. They are 100% doing it. They're already doing it. Yeah. They're already doing it because Lala's like, haha, I don't know, James, what do you think? And James is like shying away. He's like, oh, no, I'm just, there's so much growth. I could never, we're yeah. not the same. And I was but like, I would you're never not. say never. Yeah, you're not only not doing it right now. You are going to yeah. end this interview and then you are going to do it immediately after this. Yeah, you are, you are in the other room. Yeah, right now. You're not exactly. In, you are in the same house. <laughs> exactly. It was very, very obvious that yeah, they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. good for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Uh, we will be back on Monday talking yeah. about uh, Salt Lake City. And, oh, did you see the fashions in Salt Lake City for the oh reunion? My oh, my God. First of all, I didn't even notice um, Meredith's arms because they blended in with the, the background. <laughs> so I'm looking at her and thinking there's an ugly blue suit. Where are her arms? And then I noticed the fuzziness. I'm like, oh, wait, those are the arms. And then it looks like feathers. And her suit, if you zoom in, it's all crumpled up. I also Still felt fitting. bad for them. Because they all were obviously told by Bravo, like somebody in production was supposed to take their pictures before they sat down. It very yeah. much looks like all of them after they've been sitting for like eight hours during the reunion. They look tired. The clothes look crumpled. They look really, really bad. Yeah. They look bad. And you know, I'm of two thoughts about Heather's outfit. Heather looked dowdy as hell. Mm-hmm. But then someone on the internet uh, shared the Amazon link for the dress that Heather is wearing. It's an mm-hmm. Amazon Prime dress. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think that that actually makes me like her dress because it's kind of like how I feel about Jen Aiden. Like Jen mm-hmm. Aiden buys all her reunion dresses on Amazon. I'm like, yeah, cool, yeah. relatable. No, I looked at Heather's dress and I thought it's not remarkable, but it's something I would wear, right? It's something <laughs> that I would probably yeah. wear. So yeah. This could probably fit me if I ever had to wear something like that. This seems like a good one. It, It's not something that's a standout. It almost feels like maybe she was waiting for something. It didn't happen. And then she had to buy something at the last minute. That's yeah, what I thought. It's of. possible. Like this is something that fit her and she got it. Lisa's dress look, I think the color looks good, but it, Again, it could have been shorter. I don't know. I didn't understand it. It was like not the right length. It was like either go longer or go super short. Yeah, it was kind of like odd length. Um, I did think Jenny's was good for the first year. She was like at least okay. Jenny seemed okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering what Mary Martha would have worn if she had shown up. I know. I wish she had because it's such a disaster. Each one is such a disaster. I would have loved to see what she would have worn. Whitney's wasn't horrible. 
Whitney's so Whitney's at first, I was like, oh, that looks good. She and just, then I Anne's weird. She did, no, and then yeah. I zoomed in and I noticed that on her one arm, the sleeve is long, but she's also wearing a glove. So I was like, all right, okay. forget it. That's too much. You know what? It's like it's like they say on Project Runway. Edit, edit, edit. Okay? Edit. Yes. You got to just roll it back. Yeah. Speaking of Project Runway, we will be covering this week's episode on our Patreon. Yeah. So catch us there if you're interested. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Adedokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also my unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success, and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. 